All right, guys, we made it. We made it to 2023. Happy New Year. This is going to be the best one yet. I'm not a big person in these New Year resolutions because I don't ever believe in waiting till January 1st. I believe in starting right away. Finally, my book, Bigger, Better, Bolder, has been out now for probably a week. And I want to say thank you to everybody who pre-ordered it because it debuted at number one in business. And I am just so grateful and thankful for, for you guys. I really do believe that we all can be more bold and show up in our life in a real way with a little introspection, a little self-awareness, and we can design whatever we want for ourselves. I believe in creating a rich life, and that's not just money, you guys. That's about relationships, meaningful relationships, meaningful experiences. Now, if we're not born being bold, you can learn being bold. I have a workbook in the back of the book, so it keeps people accountable, and you see yourselves getting bolder, by doing these little bold moves. So we are not just acquiescing to a good enough life, but we're actually really going after and chasing the life we want. I want this to be a two-way conversation. I want you guys to leave me reviews and comments. Let me know what type of guests you want me to go after, chase after. Let me know what you like, what you don't like, your words, are valuable and they mean something to me. So please let me know. Check me out uh, and Habits and Hustle on YouTube now as well and on Instagram, Facebook now. We have a Facebook community. Here's to 2023, everyone. Let's make it the best one yet. Hi guys, it's Tony Robbins. You're listening to Habits and Hustle. Crush it. So today on the podcast, we have probably one of the nicest humans alive. His name is Don Saladino, who is also just a fantastic celebrity fitness trainer, a fitness entrepreneur. He is literally the guy who trains all the superheroes. I mean, Ryan Reynolds, Scarlett Johansson, Hugh Jackman, Anne Hathaway. I mean, he does everybody. And he just has all the tips and tricks of how to get into the most fittest, strongest you. And I figured when better else to have this guy on the podcast than in January, when we all had these New Year's resolutions, we're all trying to get more fit, get more healthy, and we talk all about it. And we also talk about nutrition. Side note, Sal also does have one of the best, yummiest food items I've ever had. They're mud bowls with a company called Daily Dose. They're just delicious. But anyway, listen to the podcast. I'm sure you're going to glean a lot of great information about how you can get stronger, fitter, and how you could really kick off this uh, 2023 with uh, some advice from Don. So let's go into it right now. Enjoy. This is a very exciting podcast for me anyway, number one. I'm excited. I'm very excited. We have Don Saladino and... Uh, He's a, he trains superheroes, legit. I mean, if you go onto a social media page, that's what his like caption tagline is. I train superheroes, yeah. And a few other things, but yeah. I'm but you to do. Think, oh, when did I put that up? That's been a while. Yeah, no, I, 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 I did put that up and I, I do train superheroes. I've been training them for a long time. I've been training for 25 years professionally. And then how did you, okay, so let's go into the superhero thing. Cause I, th I'm fast. I'm like obsessed. How with, did I get into it? Well, yes, I'm obsessed with Wonder Woman. Number one. So right. when I saw that as you're you like, see that with the necklace you're wearing, right? Yeah. And so when <laughs> on your social media, on your Instagram, when it says I train superheroes, yep. I was like, I'm in, I want this guy on yeah. my podcast right now. Thank you. 
course. And then who who knew what a fantastic person and guy you are? Thank you. I mean, by the way, everybody, and I'm not just saying this because he's sitting in front of me, literally every single person, when his name comes up with other people in the fitness space, you cannot say, you cannot hear a bad word about you. Oh, you're me most most well-liked fitness human on the planet, probably. That's 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 probably the nicest thing anyone said to me because I don't I honestly like I, I take this seriously. Like I've been doing this for 25 years professionally. I, I love this profession. I love this industry. This has given me so much. Like at a young age where I struggled with things, the fitness in the second grade gave me my identity. It gave me confidence. It gave me a sense of myself. And I I made that my career. So um yeah, it's been it's been an unbelievable 25 years so far. A lot of highs and a lot of lows. But uh, the superhero thing was something I never expected. Hugh Jackman gave me that opportunity, by the way. Was Hugh Jackman your first he was, Wolverine? He was, he was my first. Yeah, he was <laughs> your first? He was my first. Yeah, no, he was... Um, he was training with a buddy of mine. The guy's name is Rico Wesley, great trainer. And um, Rico ended up... His wife got pregnant with triplets and they ended up moving and they came and they passed. Hugh saw me working out in the gym and was like, would you work with me? At first, I didn't know what was going on. Like how many years ago? I want to know every detail. It was probably 15 years ago. Because okay. Amelia's, actually it was probably 16 years ago. Because um, Hugh came to me and was like, would you work with me? And I was kind of like, you're working with Rico. And he was like, no, no, you don't understand. I'm like, I'm not talking to you if you're working with my friend. And I kind of almost- You did that. Yeah. See? Uh, I wouldn't do it. What integrity but, you thank have. Thank you, thank you. But then Rico came to me, he's like, no, you don't understand. Donnie, this is what's going on, I'm moving. Rico was a great coach. So I started working with Hugh and we worked together for almost a year. And um, he was he was incredible. And it was, it was interesting because it was at a time where there was no social media, there was no marketing. He was trying to do some marketing on the side. I'm like, don't, like make this is about your session. I don't want any notoriety here. I just wasn't thinking about it from that standpoint. I was so concerned with his privacy that I just didn't want him to think I was in this for anything but getting him better. Get so out. I wouldn't even do that. So we did like one picture that I ended up posting like later on. I don't even know. And then he did one thing for me on, on the ta in the tabloids, but then that opened the doors for me for like, you know, next thing you know, Calvin Klein's coming and Ryan's coming. And then I, I've trained over... I mean, honestly, probably over 200 different celebrities in my life. We're going to get to Ryan because it's Ryan Reynolds, who is my, That's my, my, boy. my main He's crush of all time. But He's I'm sure like every, like every other girl. Every, every woman says that. Yeah. Every, I think every guy would say that too. Yeah, like what's not to like? He's, I mean, that Deadpool put him over the edge. I swear with the, the humor and the, that face and that body. I mean, it's unbelievable. He's, but he's got, you know what? He's got, he'll be the first to admit it. I think things in his career, like really, he was always successful, but I think yeah. it really took off when he met his wife, Blake. And she just brought such an element to the table for him. Um, they make their, their team. Uh, and that's what I think a lot of people don't realize. They see him yeah. in the movies, but they don't understand how she's behind closed doors. Yeah, and tell me. The, the I thing know. she does from a marketing standpoint, I mean, I think she's brilliant. Like, I think she's given me incredible ideas. She's gotten on calls with me and she's like, think about it this way. And she's just, she's incredible. She, they become family to me. So um, I, again, everything I have in my career, a big portion of it is because of them. I'd be the first to admit it. That's so nice. Yeah. Wow. Okay, so let's go back. So then did you then officially get 
Hugh Jackman ready for Wolverine. I Is, did. That body was because of you. No, that body was because of him. But like it was, uh, I always say they're, they're the ones doing the work. Like I'm giving them the tools and God, it was a while ago. So yeah, that Wolverine, when the movie Australia, he shot with Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Ironically, I trained him for Wolverine, but then they threw Australia out at him and then he left. He asked me to come with him. We were having our daughter, Amelia. She, uh, she's, 15 now. She was born August 11th. So I remember it was the, it was the exact time we were having a meal. I'm like, I can't go with you to Australia. You're crazy. But he ended up going and um, he shot Australia. And I think whatever that took, three, four months. And then they shot Wolverine. So I know he had another coach that he's really good friends with in Australia. So I think he hired me to get him ready for Wolverine, but he shot Australia and then while shooting it, he was preparing for Wolverine, which he shot three, four months later. Was the, was the other coach using the same techniques no. and tools? No, we didn't even really communicate. I, I think, you know, and it's interesting there. Like I've got friends of mine that we pass people off to. And that was, it was nothing, yeah. nothing against that coach, but like using Ben Bruno, for example, one yeah. of my really good friends who lives out here, like we've passed each other people, zero ego on both ends. Ben, what are you working on with the person? What's worked for them? Which hasn't worked? Don, do your, do your thing. You know what you're doing. Ben, do your thing. You know what you're doing. There's always that communication. Um, and I always like that. I think that's yeah. a little bit more of that white glove service that you're able to, to Absolutely. You know, hand off. And I think you also let the client realize that, you know, there's, there's no ego here and we're doing whatever we have to do to get you into the best place possible. So I love that communication piece, but it doesn't always work that way. And it's, I think that's fine. But most of, but now in my career, like if someone's going off, like I'm at the point now where like, I always talk to them and I just like that handoff process. Yeah. But back then, 15 years ago, you know, you're, people I, are competitive <laughs> though. I know a couple of people, I'm not going to say their names, um, who I, who are super, Covet, they're very competitive. They will not share. They want to always have the leg up. I don't, I don't love that. I think it's a very, it's what goes around does come around. I don't I collab with people like that. Like if I mean, neither. I don't collab. I stay away from those yeah, people. Yeah. I'm just, I'm into like, there's a bunch of friends that I'm doing some speaking with. I'm going out to Luca Hosever's event, um, um, spot in Seattle and we're all sharing email lists and we're all like, what are we trying to do? We're, we're just trying to put together a great event and we're trying to work together. Absolutely. It's just a really fun. So I believe in collaborating with people who are good people that I know and that are good at what they do. Now, when I get calls from people, I don't know. And they're like, can you collaborate? Like, I, I, I don't know who you are. It's like, it's like saying, well, can I come over to your house? It's very, I think it's almost <laughs> like a little bit of like an intrusive, like, well, I don't know you. We don't have a relationship, but Absolutely. things evolve. Like you and I, like, I feel like I've known you for a while. We, you know, we met pretty recently and, um, you know, <laughs> very, it's very recently, very, very recently. But, but I do feel like I've known you forever. You, know, you, you, you get, know. you get it, you, right? Like you know. I agree. And I think there's a big difference and we're going to get into this after, after we talk about the superhero part, but, uh, being a, a, a true strength and conditioning coach, a fitness mm -hmm. coach, and like a social media fitness influencer, mm -hmm. there is a big, big difference between the two. Yeah. And I think uh, the knowledge and education that, you know, you bring to the table is so vast. And I think a lot of times people get very, they don't know what they don't know, right? So especially in today's culture and time, people go on Instagram and they're seeing people who have 10 million followers because they look good aesthetically, but they know nothing and we don't know what they're doing behind the scenes. Right. So I want to get into that. I think yeah. it's super interesting. I, I mean, I think we, listen, we know what we know in life, right? Yeah. Like there's things that you're exceptional right. at and there's things that like, I have an accountant. At. Like there's <laughs> like, there's certain people that I hire that I'm like, I just, this is not my wheelhouse. Absolutely. And um, I don't, I mean, 
I don't blame the consumer because what do they know? Like they they see an attractive guy or an attractive woman right. who looks a certain way, who's putting up content that looks fun, um, but they're just putting up what works for them. So there's a difference between a coach and there's a difference between a fitness influencer. Yeah. I think a coach, you got to get your hands dirty. Like I was like something I'm proud of is, yeah, I've trained over 40,000 one hour sessions. Like that's 25 years of me training. And, and for years where it was 50, 60 sessions a week, to help keep my lights on. Yeah, like I grind, Con grind. I, I had Con Ed shut my power down. Like I had Amex shut my my cards down. I almost missed 37 consecutive payrolls. Like doing it in New York, like my my overhead a year was two million bucks just to keep the lights on. Like you go through some tough things when Lehman Brothers craps out, when Bear Stearns goes under, when Goldman is is literally sinking and half your half your business is corporate events because I have a golf space upstairs. Like you got to reinvent yourself and it's tough. Like, so I, I, you know, I had to go through wow. hell, but it's still some of the best moments of my life. I mean, the most creative I've ever got in business. I mean, I, I got a PhD in business from being in that place. It's given me a lot of stuff. Absolutely. But um, I don't, I don't, I wouldn't change. I would maybe change a couple of things, but you know, not, not, not everything. Some of the pain I had to go through. I love what you said. Cause I, I say this a lot that the life, skills that you get from fitness take when you from a young age yeah. is a microcosm for life in general like you learn so much like you said like the confidence that you got the the goal setting discipline all these things like how like you have to be resilient you know what i mean like there's so many things that that set you up for success right and if when you take fitness Seriously, like you were talking yep. about. Okay, let's go back to the superhero stuff. Okay, I want to know because I want to know exactly what you do with them. So, um, who else did you train for a role? So we got Wolverine oh down. Oh man! Um, so we got we all know Ryan know, Reynolds like for Liev Schreiber, uh, Ray Donovan. Oh yeah, of course. You have to tell me. I know. Yeah. I like him too. So um, God, you got all my favorites. Are you yeah. serious? I, I worked with Sebastian Stan, one of my favorites. Which one is he? Uh, he's uh, the Winter Soldier, the one with the, the metal arm and the long hair. Oh, you do Winter Bucky, Soldier. Bucky, you know. That Bucky, yes, yes, so yes. So him, um, David Harbour for Hellboy, you know, Stranger Things yeah. now. He's in Stranger Things. Um, Zach Levi for, oh God, uh, Shazam. Yeah. <sighs> Billy Crudup was in Watchmen. Um, Emily Blunt. Oh my God, you really did do a lot of them. Annie Hathaway, she was Spider, she was Spider Woman, right? Was she Spider Woman? I, I don't think know. of her as, I think of Black, I think of Scarlett Johansson. I worked with her for Black Widow. For Black Widow. I did. So Black Widow you did, Wolverine you did, Green Lantern you did. Yeah. Um, I, I, you know what, um, I, I can't, off the top of my head, I would have to go to a list. There's that's a, a there's lot. A lo there's a lot I'm leaving out, but yeah. That's a bunch, okay, so tell me what the, okay. Let's talk about like the regimen. So yep. do you believe it's the like 80 or 90, 80, 20 rule? You have to, it's all nutrition. 80% 80 is what you eat and 20% is your workout. I think what it depends your, on who you're working with and what are they training for, right? Like if it's, yeah, I mean, if they're coming in and they're fit. Oh, John Krasinski, he was another one. You know John Krasinski? Yes, I know him too. Yeah. Yes. Um, so he was but I don't Jack really think Ryan. He's Jack Ryan, though. That's pretty He's bad. Jack Ryan. It's pretty super, cool. It's pretty badass. It's pretty, listen, He's those badass. are big, big names. <laughs> yeah, badass. But like, but to me, the fact that like Wolverine is the, the Mecca, right? Because when people he's, think he's of a body... He's that in. to be trained for for a superhero that's the body the one in. that you don't have which i'm kind of not very happy about is wonder, wonder woman. woman yeah yeah i mean oh god who did she work with i think mag maybe magnus magnus i think the, the, the guy magnus he's a uh, he's a 
uh, he's European, I think. Maybe Israeli. I don't know. I don't know, but I know he's. I don't think he's from the states. I'm not sure, but I, I know she works with a good coach. Um, but let's get back to what you do. So when you cause yeah. someone walks in the door, yeah. what do you say? Okay, so because let's let's say that most people are like somewhat fit all right. They're not yeah. like fit, but they they look good. They look okay. They're like doing things right. What's right. your what's what do you do then? I think the first thing I want to get an understanding of is what are we trying to create. Right. Like you're coming in, you, there's a role, there's a character in mind in your eyes. What, what does that person look like? And sometimes we'll go to the computer and we'll pull it up. So it'll be like, um, I remember when I worked with Lieb for Chuck Webner, the Chuck Webner role, which is the Rocky role. Um, Chuck is the original Rocky. Lieb sat me down. He's like, I got to look like this Russian shop putter. And he pulled that, uh, uh, this picture up of this Russian shot putter. And the guy almost looked a little bit softer than Liev. So it wasn't like where everyone's coming in and it's like, oh, well, Brad Pitt Fight Club or Ryan Reynolds in one of his movies. It's not always like that. We have to sometimes create a physique that looks maybe even a little bit softer or worse. Yeah, or, let's not talk about those. Let's yeah. talk about, but it's, I, no, it's I, I want to know Ryan Reynolds regime or Hugh Jackman's yeah, regime. Yeah, so, so what we would do is we would we would come in and I, I think understanding what the body needs to look like and then we put them through a screening. So running them through a functional movement screening, which is um, it's a very basic seven-step screening process that a trainer can take any client through. And if we see red flags and I have my team of physical therapists. So if I see something that I don't like from a movement standpoint, like movement patterns, one of my, like yeah, movement patterns. Movement patterns. I never liked to load dysfunction. Like if there's something wrong with the way that they move, we'll start practicing that in their warm up. So I always, I call it practice. So if someone is lacking an external rotation in the shoulders or thoracic extension or rotation, whatever it is, any fancy terminology you want to throw out there, um, I will take those imbalances and that becomes part of their warm-up. And then we start working on corrective exercises in their warm-up rather than getting on a treadmill for five, 10 minutes or a bike five for 10 minutes and warming up. So it's a targeted warm-up that's very purposeful. Yeah. So then after the warm-up, then it depends on what are we trying to create and what is that training going to look like? I've written, I, I think I've written maybe, I've written thousands of programs in my, in my life. So, you know, it's, it's understanding, well, how many days a week do you, do you have to commit to this? Dude, I only have four days. No more than four days. It ain't happening. Well, okay, I got to create this in four days. Hugh was a different story. He was like six days a week. Should I do double sessions? I'm like, I don't know. That's I don't what I was going to ask. Are they all, like, for Ryan Reynolds or are they do, or for Wolverine, are they doing doubles every Ryan, day? Ryan, Ryan won't do doubles. I, I don't want Ryan doing doubles because Ryan's, Ryan's an animal. He's, he's, got, he's got an incredible frame. He's got a narrow waist. He's got great shoulders. Um, I know. He's just got a great, he's got an, a great abdominal wall and um, I, he... You know, he's <laughs> once he starts dialing up his diet and his training, his body responds really well to it. He's the easiest guy to work with. It really he makes okay, me look so good. I, it's um, okay, honestly, like I, everything you're saying, that's why he's like the biggest sex symbol of all time. He's, he's just awesome. Okay, well, and so Wolverine, you did tw you did doubles a day. He was doing doubles, but it was really more. You know, when it was time to cut, we were doubling them up with maybe some cardio in the evening, some not even not even intervals because it was just too intense. Like we had a so many years ago. I mean, it was more lower steady state just to allow them to recover a little bit more. Um, but yeah, changes for every individual. So then, okay, when because really, okay, so you said with the nutrition versus exercise, it it do you think it is that dominant on the nutrition side? Or you think nutrition's very important, but I know I know some genetic freaks that can eat what they want and they just have this perfect physique. And 
I see that happen, but I think it's really understanding macronutrients and the power of calories Mm -hmm. where I've changed body composition and gotten people leaner from not putting them in a deficit. And that's always what I strive to do. I do not want to put an actor who's preparing for a role into a deficit unless they've earned it. Right. Like I like and earning it means like, have you been living at your maintenance calories? You know, How's your digestion? How's your sleep? Like how much weight do we have to lose? What do we have to do with our body composition? I've changed body composition by just getting people to maintenance calories and cleaning up their nutrition. And then their body becomes this energetic fat burning furnace. So let's talk about a couple of things. So so then do you believe that you don't believe this whole thing about like, oh, we all have genetics and we all have a baseline that we can manipulate. I think we a all have bit. we all do have genetics. We all do have a baseline, but I think that's not sleeping on hard work. Like I've like I've I mean even talk, you look amazing. Thank you. But like even talking about myself, like yeah. I don't know too many people who work harder than me in the weight room and doing do what do, I do. What do you do? What's your routine? I, I mean it depends on the time of year, but I mean I'm I'm training five, six days a week. I mean, I, I probably do a little too much because I play hockey three days a week and I, I run one day a week and then I get all my lifting in. I love a power building approach, but I work a lot on mobility. So you how know, much do you work out like how many hours a day? A couple. Two hours a day. Yeah, probably. Do you take a rest day? Yeah. I, I have to. Uh, normally Sundays, I like shutting down. You do? Just because I'm with the family and it makes sense. I, I like training during the week because I'm on and I'm working. And like Sunday is kind of the day where I try and disconnect a little bit. Is it hard for you not to work out? Because some yeah. of them, yeah. Yeah. Like it's because for me, I have to work out every day because then it's like it's a, my my frenetic energy has nowhere to go. Yeah, it, it is hard. To, I mean, Sundays are are, are kind of easy because I'm training myself, or maybe it's a Saturday if the day flops. Yeah. But um, when I when I'm going seven days a week, I do notice performance starts dropping yeah. and quality starts dropping. And um, time off is important for someone like you or someone like me who's really. It's easy for us to get in there and do it. It's part of who we are. But most people out there aren't like that. And those people, I try and get coming in with this minimalistic approach. We've seen some incredible progress by taking a minimalistic approach with people. Right. I think because, like to your point, not everyone's fanatical, right? So it's about what can you do? Because I, what I find also, um, people do what they like to do, not yeah. necessarily. Like, what so, they want to do. Right, right. So if you, people always say, what's the best thing to do? The thing that you're actually going to do, right? Oh, 100%. I, I mean, I have, a, I have a friend of mine who helps me like... I'll turn to my buddy, the muscle doc, Jordan Shallow. Yeah. I'll, I'll turn to him a couple of times a year. And I'll be like, write me a program. I, I can't, I'm too, I'm too close to this right now. Yeah. He's like, I got you. And he'll put some stuff together to me and I'll be like, oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. It gets you out of your comfort zone. When I, what, I write so many programs that like, even for myself, I'm too connected to my own emotions right. and myself. So I like getting people to put things together that I trust and that, that'll challenge me. Not just from a, a, like a strength standpoint or a cardio standpoint, but how about the way that we move? Right. right. The, the, really the movement important. patterns yeah, movement again. Patterns so important. So important. People don't talk about that. Nope. You know, you said something also that was interesting because n- normally uh, coaches like you are not proposed, like they're not people who like cardio. They don't believe in cardio. They think cardio would burn muscle mass. It can. Right? It can. But you're doing cardio. You're running. I, but you're I doing enjoy it, but I enjoy it. Right. So for me, like I, I in the wintertime, I belong to this great hockey club three minutes from my house and I have a group of guys that we play. It's like a league. And three so times a week you play? Oh yeah, I play Tuesday mornings at 6.30. I play Friday mornings at 7 a.m. and I play Saturday mornings at 7 a.m. 
It's awesome. It's so much fun. And then uh, Mondays, I've been doing like some tempo work on the on the uh, motorless treadmill that my buddy Derek Hansen, who's a, like a world renowned running mechanics coach, put together for me. That's and, hard to do that one. Yeah, but it's more like it's quick burst, so it's not like so taxing. I mean, we're doing like ten seconds, eight seconds, six seconds. Oh wow! Doing some tempo runs is more about the elasticity and getting the body to fire, and that makes me feel good. If I was going out and I was doing like long runs, I think that's. So you it, don't do that. I do, but not during hockey season. So do you not think that those long runs, like what's your opinion? Like as you age, right? Like yeah. for like 40 and over or 30, whatever, that that's not breaking down a lot of lead muscle mass. It and, can. And look at the bodies of a yeah. runner versus the bodies of someone who is resistant training. There's no arguing that. Right? There's no arguing that. But I also understand that people enjoy what they enjoy. Do what they do, like right? what they like, like to do. So if you want to go out for a three mile run once or twice a week, like do the resistance training, like make sure your protein's high enough to where you're not going to have that muscle breakdown, start paying more attention to nutrition, you know, avoid this fasted runs in the morning. Cause that'll, you know, p potentially break down more muscle, get some amino acids in your body, like do things that are going to keep you okay, from Okay, wait, you're down. saying a lot of stuff. Yeah. So fasted cardio, I was going to say to you, what do you, what do you I'm think? I'm not a fan of fasted cardio. If, you know, if it's a bodybuilder that's doing low steady state, that I'm okay with it. But most people out there, they're fasting and their performance is dropping. So I never want to have any, and it depends what type of cardio totally are we doing. Are we, are we doing cardio for just fat burning? Or are we doing cardio for performance? They're two different things. Like I go in for a VO2 test and it's telling me that my optimal fat burning range is at 127 beats a minute. That doesn't mean I'm going to live at 127 beats a minute all the time. Like right. I got to get into the 160s. Like yeah. I, I have to train in different zones. Like I have to do that if I want to be a well-rounded athlete. But I also have to understand that you can't keep throwing stress on stress on stress. You keep throwing all these great things, all these great exercises, all these great modalities into a, into a, a, a pot. pot, like it doesn't like, you could take 20 of your favorite ingredients. If you throw it in and it might all once tastes like shit. Yeah. Like it's not going to, you know, excuse me for, for saying, but like no, these are right. great ingredients. They're great exercises at a certain point. Like we're doing too much. And that's what I find is a big problem with some of the type A's. Well, well hold on. I want to be doing this and that. I'm like, dude, you got to slow down. It's too much. Your body's going to just, it's going to tap out at a certain point. So how do you know when that happens? Right? So like, for someone who is a type A personality, right. I have a friend who is, uh, how do you, how do you, what do you say to them? How, what's the best, what's the best way to train I, that I person? I think we got to, I think we got to assess how are they responding to the training stimulus. If you're turning around and you're doing what you're doing and you're waking up every day and you feel great and your energy level's high and you feel like you're getting stronger and you're in a good place, well, it ain't broken, right? What if you're tired though? If you're tired all the time, then I think we got to assess. But that's life, right? Life's tiring. It could be. It, it could, are you tired from the hour and a half that you're training? Are you tired from the fact that you're going to bed and sleeping only five hours? Or maybe your sleep quality's down or maybe right. your nutrition's not where it needs to be. Maybe you're not getting enough calories in. Like there's so many, I, I can't even give that advice because there's so many questions I'd have to ask. And also, like, I think not everything is very personal, right? So yeah. when people ask these questions, like, it's very hard to know with, without knowing the person, right? Yeah. Like some, some body types, and I don't care what anybody says, I know if I don't do cardio, I, A, my, my, it, my brain doesn't turn off as, my, my brain doesn't turn on. Like, that's really what gets me really focused and alert and gives me more energy. Yeah. 
And I need my body type does better with cardio. Like I keep. I think I I love weight. cardio. I mean, I think I it's, can maintain weight better that yeah, way. Yeah, I, I think it's I think it's fantastic. I just think that when you also do resistance training, I do right, but that's, but I don't love it like I love cardio. I don't, I don't get okay. the same high from it as it's, I do for as car, for cardio. Cardio gives that high. It really yeah. does. I mean, when you're out there and you're sweating, it's, yeah, there is a feeling off of that that we love. I mean, there's there's something to be said about that, and I don't. You know, I just, that's why I do it. Not because I love being on a treadmill for, I do it. I do it because I need that. That's what gets my endorphins going with weight training. Doesn't do it. Even though I know intellectually, that's what really helps build lean muscle mass, especially as you age. Right. Like, yep. uh, do I find it hard? I'm sure you get this question. I'd like to ask you actually sure. the most common questions that you get from people Yeah, because this is one question I think most people ask, and I'm, I'm curious. How do you build lean muscle mass as you age? Because it gets harder and harder. And then besides like this, don't give me the basic like, oh, resistant train, eat protein. Okay, well, let's say we're doing those no, two things. No, I think things. it's mindset. I think it's mindset. I think people start giving up. They start tapping out. Mm -hmm. And I've seen some incredible things by very seasoned people. Seasoned is my way of saying it as they're, as yes, they're older it. than we nice are. Nice euphemism for right? old. <laughs> but like they're, they're very seasoned. And, um, seasoned. But, but no, it's like you're getting older. I'm like, okay, like my body comp, like I, I shot the cover of Muscle and Fitness last year. Like my body comps is good if not better. You did? Yeah, it was my second one for them. And I've done probably a dozen covers. I did Men's Health, I think three years ago. Like I've, I've been on a lot of, I've been on 12 covers at least. So Oh my for God. me to be able to keep hitting that as I'm in my, I'm 45 now. Like, That's amazing. Oh, thanks. So it, you it, but, do look, I told you this, like, but you do look amazing. Thank you. But it, it's, there is, what has changed for, for me? Let me, let me, let me answer yeah. that. Cause I think that's going to help the days of throwing in frivolous activity when I would just go for a 12 mile run because I just wanted to listen to an album or like something like that. I was like, oh, I'm just gonna go run 12 miles. I would just do that. Or, you know, throwing in, you know, oh, I'm gonna golf on this day or oh, hockey. I'm gonna now things gotta be a little bit more planned. And I think it's, it's helpful for me when it's a little bit more planned because if you just keep throwing those ingredients in that pot at a certain time, like I said, yeah. it's gonna start tasting funky. It's, and that's the human body. And that's what I have to think about differently. So it's understanding that, all right, if I squat, if I back squat this week, like, should I be doing heavy deadlifts three days later? Well, if I'm playing hockey, my low back's going to be pounded. So how am I, how are my hips and my back going to respond to that? You start thinking about things differently rather than 20 years ago. I was like, oh yeah, I can handle it. Like, it's, it's fine. Like your body just doesn't recover when you make stupid decisions the way that you used to recover. But, okay. but I'm finding I'm still able to put muscle on. I'm still able to get stronger. I'm still able to hit PRs. I'm still able to do- How? Tell us how. I'm still by- You're doing a lot of cross training too, which is good, right? Yeah, but I'm also focusing a lot on strength and power, which a lot of people don't like doing because they get afraid of those words. Right. I heard that power, my, my friends in Mind Pump, do you know the Mind Pump guys? I do know them, yeah. yeah. Um, that like you can use power lifting techniques to really increase your muscle mass 100%. for people, right? Yeah, I, I think um, neurologically it's going to help out. I also think that we need to be strong as we age. And it's like, it's funny because like a lot of these young kids who are getting into this stuff, like I'm watching them, it's kind of ironic. They're following 40 year olds. Like how did so-and-so train for the Olympia? And they're doing 12 reps and 15 reps. And I'm like, guys, stop with that. Like work on muscle endurance a little bit. You got to get strong. 
And strength is something that I think we start becoming afraid to focus on as we get older because we think we're going to get hurt. And we can if we're not. That's but true. But it's making a good decision. Like if you can't touch your toes, like am I going to have you conventional deadlift? Like the answer is probably no. Like right. probably no conventional deadlifts are going to happen. But I'm going to work on your hinge. I might get you into some sumo deadlifting with the kettlebell. I might then get you into a trap bar as we improve mobility and I'll get you stronger at those movements. The mistake becomes that like I'm watching this guy here, Jim Smith, who who can't even touch his kneecaps, is trying to get into a full deadlift position and his spine is flexed and he's loading dysfunction. So I think it's also people out there understanding what exercises should you be and should you not be doing. If you're so if you can't externally rotate the arm, past here, how the hell am I going to shoulder press? Standing, I'm going to have to arch back and lean. Now I'm in my spine. Now I'm pressing from here. All the tension's going in my lower back. There's a cost of doing business. So it's understanding this stuff is how we can train hard and heavy as we age. And we can do this with some resiliency, most important word that I use. And um, either some consistency or intensity. Because if we're consistent, right. that's fantastic. But as we get consistent, we want to play with intensity. So you're saying that, from what I understand, in order to really build muscle, we got to play with the reps and and weight, right? So, but also understand rep, the movements and understanding the movements that one should be doing, right? So, like using common sense, right? Yeah. If you can't do, you know, if you can't, if you if you're not, if you can't do level five, if you can't even do level one, yeah. Right? But, but what I'm trying to say is, like, most people don't even. It's not common for them, like, right. Someone will be in a deadlift position, and they're like, "This is right," and I'm like, "No, it's wrong." Like, well, that's your spine. That, it's not so that common was what for them. I was going to say. Yeah. What do you do with people? Like, yeah, you're talking to me. I know what you're talking about, more course, or less, yeah. right? But a lot of people don't, and so they can get injured really easily. Easily. So right. then, how do you prevent that from happening? Well, I think on scale, like. I, this is not this is not a promotion for like any product or anything, but like I have challenges. There's a reason why I created my challenges. Like I sell programs online, but yeah. my challenges are where I'm Talk coaching. Because I would be no, thank you. Uh, yeah. to my, like I coach between 500 and 1,000 people a month on this Facebook group, and what they do is every day on on my morning video, they can attach videos of themselves doing exercises. Or they can ask me questions and I'm sitting there critiquing those videos. I'll spend an hour to two hours a day going through these videos, sending back notes. And in time, I start getting this entire community now, which is thousands of people to where they know how to train. So they get a video library, they get a workout plan, they get a nutrition guide, they get exercise videos to every single movement. And then if they have questions, they're like, Don, I, I just attached a video of an RDL. And I'm looking at, listen, spine is too much. It's too flexed. This is what I need You're you to do. You're actually going through yeah, every, every video? Every, every, everyone. I'm Are obsessed. With, I'm obsessed with this group. I, I love them. It's fantastic. It's, so that's like, where I'm putting my time now. That's where I'm You're really, not training individuals no, anymore. No, I don't train individuals anymore. I get caught. Even I get, Ryan Reynolds? Well, Ryan, Ryan, I'll go say. Ryan, 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 I'll see. Blake, I'll say 100%. Um, but yeah, I, I'd like. You're for, focusing on these other businesses. I'm, focus, I'm focusing on, yeah. On, the, on other people. Like, and I also like the idea of getting in front of more people and helping more people. Like that to me is, that's, that's intriguing. Cause you're also like really good. So you might, you should, no, you are. So you should be up spreading the wealth a little bit to the rest of the world. So you're saying though, building muscle as you age, it is important to do these, but if you're doing it properly, yes. doing these, get, have the focus be being, getting strong. Get strong. Right. Not just. Take your time take, getting strong. Take your time getting yeah. strong. 
And how about like nutrient wise? Like what are some important foods that, that aren't the common ones that everyone talks about that maybe we can learn from? I'm really into metabolic flexibility. And for those people who are unaware where that is, it's utilizing your carbs and your fats as your energy sources. And I believe that, um, we've always looked at a low carb diet as success because that's probably the easiest way that someone is able to quantify their success. Like, yeah. oh, I got on the scale. Oh my God, I lost three pounds. It's from no carbs. This is what I need. And what they're not, what they're unaware of is for every gram of carbs you're consuming, you're pulling in two to three grams of water. So when you rid your body of carbohydrates, you're dehydrating your body of water. The problem with that is that think of it as a dry sponge. The moment you take that dry sponge and you throw it in some water, it absorbs all that water. Yeah. And that water for someone out there might be like, oh, I'm going up for a, for a Mexican dinner. I'm going to Vegas. I'm going to have some cocktails. Then your body's like that dry sponge and it pulls back all, in all that water. And then they get on the scale the following Monday. They're like, oh my God, I lost 15 pounds and I gained eight of it back this weekend. This isn't worth it anymore. So what I like to do is I like to spend time getting people acclimated to utilizing carbs and fats as their energy sources. Mm -hmm. And protein is your muscle building block. It's one of the most important macronutrients. And we take our time getting them to a maintenance level of calories, not living in a deficit all the, all the time, because it it makes sense. Like the the example, I, I said this example to Max earlier, it was, it was, our bodies are like these really smart cars, right? And the calories you're having is like the gasoline. So imagine your car okay, turning I, around. I heard this. You said, you said this on someone else's podcast. No, but but I I I, I got to say it again. It's like your like imagine a car saying like, oh my god, I only have a half a tank of gas in it. I can only drive to this point. Like if you just drive a car, it'll run out of gas. Your body says that. So your body now is recognizing a thousand calories right. in there, and then it's going to start slowing its way down. It needs to be repeated. It does because people don't get it. If you're consuming 1,200 calories a day, where are you and you're not losing weight, where are you going to go from there? You can't drop it to 900 calories or 1,000. 100%, 000. but people don't see that. The right. problem is that- but That's why they, they don't see, see a result. And then, never- or they, it's, it's always catch up, right? Like they'll lose it for one day or two days and it comes right back when you eat again. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it's, this, a lot of this is psychological. People, yes. A lot of it is. That's why when you asked me if it's 80-20, I was going to say something and I, I just didn't want to throw it at No, you. no, I tell me I, what. I don't want you to roll your eyes to me. But I would never roll my eyes at you. It's, it's, it's not 80-20, it's 100% mental. There's no 80-20 because we don't know, like my training partner Tone never has eaten a healthy day in his life. I'll never look like him. I could get, if I, 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 my body will never look like his. He's got a 28 inch waist. I'm glad that you just said that. I think that's really important for people to know <laughs> that you cannot judge yourself based on someone else that you look yeah. at, at the gym or on social media, right. because it, so, so, but, but thank you. Basically you are saying genetics play a huge part they in it. They play a huge part in it, but it doesn't mean that you can't train hard and get to where you want to be get to. Right. But to stay there is much more, it's, it's a, much more of a struggle. For me, I have to work my ass off to get to a place where but like- But you look good. But I look, <laughs> you look right, good. If I, if I maintain that struggle, but I'm saying that someone else can look, it looks like this nat, like normally, not to say I look so great, but that's not what I mean, but like everyone's baseline is different. So the, the kind of work that you have to put in is different. 
Do you believe 100%. in this whole ectomorph and like body types? Mesomorph, mesomorph endomorph, you know, it, it ectomorph. Shun, it, it, it got shunned down like the last couple of years. So, like there is no body types, but like there kind of is, right? Yeah, like, there is. Like, I, let's I be very clear about that. Like I, I know, like people started making fun of it. Like oh, there's no, like, no. Cool. You get people that are big boned, and you get that look more endomorph, or you get someone like me that might be more of like a mesomorph. Or, You're a mesomorph. I'm a mesomorph. Right. That's you, like athletic build. That's like in the middle. You're right. Like a, he might be more of like an ectomorph. Mezzo, you know, more of an ectomezzo, right? Yeah. So, like, yeah. So, we have different body types out there, and we have different frames, and there's only there's certain things we're gonna do with our body. Like, there's our bodies are gonna respond differently to different things, and it's just you can't. And you see it on bodybuilders, like even the the pros that are on like heavy drugs, yes, and are doing like it's all they they do. You'll hear some of them have lagging body parts; they just can't pull certain body parts out. Or genetically, this guy has been known for his legs, like Tom Platts, one of the oldest and most well known bodybuilders of all time. He was known his legs, the best legs in bodybuilding, right? I mean, what what that come down to? Was it all the squatting he did? Was it partially genetics? Like, I'd probably say it was a little bit of both, yeah, right? Absolutely. But do we ever really know? I mean, we don't know. I, I'm just I'm one of these people that like, well, if you get me doing a preacher curl, and you get my buddy Frank Seppi doing a preacher curl, like our buys are going to respond differently. Totally to different. Right. Were you na- always though naturally athletic? I mean, did you, what was your baseline when you started? When I was in high school, I played four sports, so I was um. So you're super athletic. But I played college baseball, so yeah, that was my thing. Okay. What's wrong with that? No, but I'd say like, okay, again. I was a swimmer in high school. I played soccer in high school. Where'd you go to college? Went to Sacred Heart University in Connecticut. Okay. Played baseball there. Had a great experience. I had a great four years. Okay. So you obviously had like, you were very athletic. You had like a body type that was very like, you had a lot of coordination. I was always in good shape. You're always in good shape. So this is not like a far cry from anything. I'm not going to tell you I'm one of these guys who went from like skinny to fat, back to skinny. No, I'm not. But you maintain, this is what I'm impressed by is that you maintained it like you and i've tried to improve i've tried to improve it so like how have you okay so let's talk about ways people can go i think it's what i find the most difficult is losing five pounds or eight pounds so that last eight or five or like for someone like you because there's not a lot to lose on you well maybe maybe right at the three i think the the up to like seven or eight pounds is the hardest right what, how do people really dial in their stuff to do that? Are there supplements that you uh, No, I think nutritionally, I, nutri- mean, I, I think nutritionally you got to get really tight. So, so hard though. Right. Well, I think a lot of people do intuitive eating, right? And they're like, well, I eat healthy and I'm just kind of all over the place. You need to understand like what your body needs from a macronutrient standpoint to really dial in that last few percent. Like unless you're a genetic freak, like my buddy right. who can just eat and look great and that's fine. But, um, what I will fu- you do? Uh, give me, I need oh, to have I'll, like, I want I'll, substance. I will, stuff. I will, I will measure back. Like when I need to you get measure. cover ready, I am not doing that on intuitive eating. Like my last cover I shot, I was, 300 grams of carbs a day, 275 grams of protein, 90 grams of fat. Everything was measured. Everything was measured. And that was still a deficit. I was consuming before. I had four weeks to get ready for a cover. The the, the last three covers I got ready for, I had under five weeks. I just, I'm just, I could just get ready. Like I'm not, I'm always ready. you stay ready. I stay ready all year long. It's a laugh or some, oh, it's ego comment. No, I stay ready. I just, I want to stay in a certain, I have a line to all my clients. I said, guys, we got to be two weeks out. 365 days a year. And like, what does that mean? I'm like, that means if you get a phone call and you got to be ready for a roll or something last minute, 
I call it two weeks, two to three weeks. Like we can make some adjustments and we're going to feel pretty good about ourselves. May not be your best, but we're going to feel pretty good about yourselves. I never want anyone falling off completely totally. unless it's like, like, a, like a role, like jo- jo- Joaquin Phoenix. I got ready for a role once where we had to like put on the size. And then like literally after this last day of shooting, I remember him coming into the gym and being like, I got to lose 60 pounds. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, 60. like this is crazy. Like it's just, sometimes it's not, I'm not saying it. Like, I hate when people come to me with that stuff. Like I've had a couple of people try and hire me. They're like, I have a, a charity thing that we're doing at the office and it's whoever loses the most weight. I'm like, I'm the worst guy to ask. Like I believe in long-term investments here. I don't like yeah. doing quick and quick and fast and dirty, whatever. Yeah, I don't like that shit. How do, but what are like, so like, how do you like, so you, you yep. measure. So how do you kind of like fine tune? Is yep. it, uh, you measure your macros. So this is what you're going to do because you want nuts and bolts here. I, I, like, gonna, I like, I like the details. Okay. So details. Like broad so there's, so there's two things that you're going to do. You're either going to download an app called chronometer chronometer. Okay. okay. Or it's called chronometer. Is that like it, my fitness pal? It is. It's better. It's more accurate. Okay. okay. The data is more accurate and it does a whole macro and micronutrient br- breakdown on everything. It lets you know everything. And I just have to put my numbers in there and that's what I put do. Put your numbers in there. It's got a built-in Mifflin calculator and depending on your goals, it's going to spit out to you your protein, carbs, and fats. I would put you on a 35% protein, 35% carb, and 30% fat approach. Now, you're going to look at those calories and one of two things you're going to say. You're either going to be like, oh, shit, I am way underneath that number. And I'm not even that close. That won't happen. Or, or like, okay, like you're, you're not going to be over it. Like most people think that most people, 99% of the people come to me and they're under that number. And then we have to spend our time reverse dieting them. Meaning we have to slowly. So say this, say a woman comes to me and she's consuming 1200 calories a week. And she's like, I'm not losing any weight, but chronometer or a Mifflin calculator, which you can download for nothing. Um, tells you that you need to be around 2,200 calories. I'm not saying that 2,200 calories is the exact number, but it's in a range. I'll spend the next five weeks probably bumping you 200 calories a week. We're taking our time. So every week, 200 calories, 200 calories, 200 calories, bringing it up, assessing, monitoring. How do you feel? How are your clothes fitting you? How's your energy level? A few weeks in, oh, wow, I'm feeling really good. Oh, wow. Um, my clothes are, I gained a pound in the beginning, but now my clothes are fitting me loose. It's a process. We're getting the body adjusted and reacclimating to consuming the nutrition that your body needs. And once I get you to a maintenance calories, your total daily energy expenditure, it's your TDEE, then I can make assessment on what do we want to do. Body composition, Jen, you're like, my body composition is improving. My energy level's high. Don, I'm consuming 2,200 calories a day. I feel amazing. My sleep's amazing. What do I do now? I'm like, nothing. Keep your foot on the gas. And you're like, really? I'm like, keep your food quality high. Let's monitor what's going on with body fat. Let's take some before and after pictures. Let's see what's happening. You know, three weeks later, suddenly you're like, oh my God, look at my arm. Oh my God, look at my upper chest. Like things are changing, even though the scale's not changing. The quality of your body, your composition is changing. That is the right way to do it. The wrong way to do it is we have to immediately get into a deficit. Deficits work sometimes. They don't always work. And for some people who say bullshit, well, why is someone who's consuming 1200 calories who are already in a deficit, not losing any more weight. If a deficit always worked, why is that? It's because their metabolism is just starting to crap out on them. So I believe in building muscle, like Dr. Gabrielle. Building muscle does not mean walking around looking muscular. Like Blake Lively builds muscle 
Annie Hathaway, I just got her ready, ready for the, 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 the show We Crashed, you know, the, the whole We Yes, worked. of course. I, I prepped her for that. Like, that was right after having Jack, her, her youngest kid. Mu- did she have muscles? She's so skinny in that. She, oh my God, she had abs in that right after her baby. She looked amazing. What'd you do? What kind of, what was the plan for that? Strength training. All we, strength training. We, no, and she had a yoga instructor twice a week. And what did she eat? She ate more plant strong, trying to get a little bit of animal protein. She's not big into it, but like very plant strong. Doesn't mean she's vegan, doesn't mean she's vegetarian, but she, she's open about it. She spoke about it. But she eats chicken or... Yeah, some like minimally. Like we're trying but to get it, But more. it's about like, okay, I believe if people are training well, mm-hmm. like with someone like you or like a program like yours, right. and they are keeping their nutri- like their nutrition or, or their food in check, they're going to be good to go. They're going to be good to a specific point. Now, good to go by whose standards? That's right. So that, right. that's what I'm saying. They'll be good to go. Now, now 99% of the, 99.9% of the women on the planet would look at you and be like, I want to look like that. So they would- they Why would not be 100%? Like, well, I'm just, cause there's always, because <laughs> there's always someone, right? <gasps> but my, you, you're, you're that someone you want to improve. So always, you're, uh, yes. so you're I'm always- like my gonna, own worst critic. Right. Cause I know you, that I'm not at my- peak right now because i've been doing too much cardio not enough weights okay but that's yeah. a whole other story well we can talk about that also off, yeah. offline i mean that's something that we can you know formulate a different type of plan are you gonna do a program for me i could i was assuming that was part of the you know part of the uh podcast uh i guess extras i got i got her okay i, 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 got I hope you. so i got you okay so wait so then to fine tune let's say let's use Anne hathaway or you annie hathaway, annie hathaway yep. okay how do you fine tune that? She's working out. She has like a meal service that she's every calorie is being accounted for, or she's weighing her macros. She actually that. was more intuitive. You gotta you gotta look at personalities. Also, you gotta look at who you know who is. She's a mom of two. She works like crazy. She's got a husband. She's got a busy life. She's yeah. traveling. Like by the way, that's most people. Yeah. I would say like this is the thing, right? The reality is most people have a life, right? They're not just, they're not able to focus on their nutrition and their workouts 24 hours a day, right? We all, I I mean, I have two kids. I am running around like a crazy person. I work, I got a husband, I have this, I've got that. We all do that, Mm -hmm. right? So what do people like that? Like her, she could be one of the people that we talk about. What do we do to fine tune? Well, I mean, at a certain point, at a certain point, you got to take the, you got to take the guesswork out. It's not the, it's not the answer that you want at a certain point, intuitive eating there, there could still be holes in that. What is it? Okay. Tell me when I say holes, there means there's volatility day by day. So if Monday you're waking up, Let's give you an example. And your protein's at 160. And then Tuesday you're waking up and your protein's at 110. There's a lot of volatility. Well, tell, in me, co- tell people how they can know how much protein they should be eating. Well, you pretty much, you get the app, the this chronometer app, app chronom- okay. and you get just a basic food scale. Do they and not I, say the palm of your hand? Or? Well, the palm of your hand's even going to get you into that range, but it's not going to be precise. But I think what people can do is if you are eating a lot of the same foods, which that's another conversation. By the way, that's what I do. We're going we're gonna to get to that because I, I've got my opinion on that. And if you start weighing out a piece of salmon and you're like, okay, uh, this piece of salmon that's the size of my hand is five ounces. Then like after you weigh it a couple of times, you're going to know, well, it's within that range. Right. And I think you know, and that's- And I'd be that's starving, intu- but that's- precisely. And that's, but, but that's in, in a way, like that's really targeted intuitive eating. Like you're getting, it's not exact, but you're getting pretty close. But if you're someone who's been eating and it's not happening, we gotta, and you can't answer to me like, well, where's your protein? And you're like, 
Well, I eat really good. That's not what I'm asking. Where's your protein? Where's your carbs? Where's your fats? If I don't know those answers, then how can I fine tune it? I can't fine tune it. It's physically right. impossible. I can't give advice. So you can only fine tune if you know what someone's doing daily. Like I know what I'm Unless doing Unless they're wrong. eating McDonald's or they're eating like shit or they're not getting enough nutrition and then I can fine tune it to an extent. But to really dial it in, to really get specific, I, I, need, to see, I need to see macros. Yeah. I also think that like- I like what I like. A lot of people do this and they go, they lean really into what they like. Like I'm a huge fruit person. I love fruit. Okay. But I mean, and it's good, it's good for you, but sure. you, but if you can, I can eat like seven pounds of, of grapes, probably not. It's a lot. It's a lot of sugar. It's a lot. I mean, exactly. It's about like, it's about portion control yeah. for who you are. Yeah. But it's also like looking at your body too and you burn. I do. How you, do you know? You you burn. Be, I, I can tell by your body. I can tell by the way you talk, the way you move, your your needs. This everyone's <laughs> using this like fancy term now. And now people are arguing on need, not uh, you know exercise activity thermogenesis. This is not when you're walking. I'm like, oh, what the hell are you talking? I know about? people. I love when people who's saying that the other day. Lane Norton. Now he's a very smart guy. Yeah, but Lane Norton's like, supposed to be here. And I have to reschedule. No, no, it's fine. But I'm like Lane. Come on. Like I'm, I'm pacing in front of the World Cup. That's not. Like, well, that's pacing. That's not walking. I'm just like, everyone's trying. Like, it's. Like, I, I know. Everyone yeah, has, enough. like, I, I totally enough. understand what you're saying. Yeah. I totally know what enough. you're saying. Okay, wait. So, um, wait. So, where were we? Hold on a second. We're talking about fine tuning. So, okay, how about supplements? Do you take supplements? I what do. Are, okay, what are your supplements? So, I take a, a pro or prebiotic. I think those are fantastic. I think, depending on your gut health, and you should consult with, you know, a functional medicine doctor like Dr. Gabrielle Lyon. If you have good gut health, maybe prebiotics have worked really good for me. I have good gut health. Um, someone who's with a damaged gut, maybe you need pro and pre. Um, so I think those are fantastic. Um, I think a good multivitamin. Um, which really? I, you believe in multi? Yeah, I do. I take a good, I take a good one a day from Thorn. I just, I throw it in there as a little extra. If I need it, or if I don't need it, I can afford it and I take it and right. it's fine. Uh, fish oil, I think it's huge. Vitamin D, those are probably my two favorite. What's, what's your vitamin D? 5,000, do you think? Um, it depends the, on the time of year. I'll actually bump it to 10,000. Really? Mm -hmm. So in the winter you go to 10,000. Yeah. What do you, so uh, there's a big thing right now with I'll that. monitor my bloods, of course. Dr. G monitors my blood, so. Dr. G, she's amazing. Okay. Dr. Gabrielle, yes. Um, how about creatine for women? What is your thoughts on that? I'm good with it. I've just been a lot of research, what it's doing for brain function, what it's doing for performance. It's fantastic. Um, do you recommend it? Depends on your goals. God, you're being so, you're being so. Um, I know. Uh, it's the right answer though. It's the You're right not answer. giving me the one well, size I fits can't, all. I can't turn around and say, well, every woman should go on creatine. Okay, if, if you want to get lean, hey, I'll tell you the goals. If you want to have, if you want to be lean, you want to burn, you want to burn fat. You want I don't think you need creatine for that. I would use creatine more for performance. Really? Yeah. So what do you want? So what can women do? To burn fat. To burn fat without just doing like. And also like tons of cardio as you age is the, is like the anti. The first thing I'm going to give is, and I think I'm giving you very concrete answers. By I, the way. I don't know. We'll see you on the playback. I okay. think I'm giving you very concrete <laughs> answers. I think um, first thing, start strength training. Like you, you yep. need to work on hypertrophy. Right. And Not if, 20 reps of like right. five pounds. A little bit of advice to all the women out there is focus. If most of them focused on actually putting muscle on, like the words that freak them out, like they probably achieve the body that they want. I totally agree. So like, stop worrying about getting bigger. Like you're going to get bigger if you're drinking alcohol, you're going to get bigger if you're eating a crappy diet. But if your diet is in check and you're lifting to, to get strong, like you'll probably end up getting 
the body one, especially as you as we age and things start getting loose in certain areas, like we need that tight. So um, we sure do need that tight. That's right. You hear that? Go ahead. Um, so I think strength training is probably the most one of the most important. On top of it, yeah, getting in the basics, protein. I think not being afraid of carbohydrates, understanding that if you're going to at least start with carbs, start timing your carbs out at a certain time during the day. I would just go around, start around workout time to where your body's going to utilize that macronutrient do you believe in shakes do you believe in intermittent fasting What's i'm good with shakes i'm good with shakes because it's a supplement it's a means of convenience and um i think there's some good quality shakes out there now that what do you great. like you know i work with a company called thorn they're I, a great company they're a great company yeah I look, and i actually created i co-created uh for garden of life uh their sport line you did yeah I you do so many things i mean by the way i'm just saying I didn't realize that you are really like a true entrepreneur. You have Thank so you. many businesses that you're involved in. It's fun. It's amazing. It's fun. It was a good learning experience for me. I worked under this guy, Jeff Brahms, who was the VP of GOL. And he taught me about organic farming. And he, I mean, going over to, to Ireland and doing a deal with 4,800 farmers and establishing this co-op and how they're not allowed to say amazing. organic. Just all these great things really educated me on the supplement company uh, industry. Um, but yeah, I, I use Thorn. So I'm, I'm doing it. And I, I work with them. The one thing I'd love them to see them do is, is a grass-fed way. They don't have a grass-fed way yet. They don't? That would be good. Yeah, I, I'd like to see. So then, okay, you said something earlier and you kind of breezed by it. Yep. And, I, and I want people to know what it <laughs> okay. is, which is reverse dieting. Can yes. you describe what that is? Reverse dieting was a term that bodybuilders used to use when they were going into contest form. They would have to really deplete their body of water right and they would really start dropping carbohydrates the um weeks pro uh, you know before the event and then right before the contest they'd start pulling some water back in to give them this full tight feeling the problem after those shows is most people who are magazine cover ready or who are doing it the way i'm describing they don't maintain that all year long because they're so shredded mm -hmm. and you can't maintain that. Um, they actually, actually end up looking <clears throat> overweight sometimes because um, our mass, they're just like mass and then they have a layer of fat over Yeah, them. yeah. So what ends up happening is if they don't, if they don't start reintroducing calories back in properly, they can blow up. So I saw a buddy of mine um, who actually just passed. Um, I saw him gain 36 pounds in two days from a post bodybuilding show. He won an MPC show out in Jersey and he basically went and he moved into like a cheesecake factory for the next two days and he, he legitimately put 36 pounds back on. And that was the exam. How? Because again, that dry sponge, his body was so depleted in carbs that he pulled back in all that water. Now, what should in have been- two days? Two days. What should have been done, what should have been done was a slow process of re-implementing slow burning carbs. I think after a show is very critical, though a lot of people want to crap out. You really shouldn't. It's really tough on the body. Yeah. You need to slowly start implementing in wow. carbs and fats back in your diet slowly. If you don't do it slowly, those guys will blow up or those women will blow up. So reverse dieting is a term that we use now for people who are in a deficit all the time and they can't lose weight or change body composition. And, you know, for any woman out there or any guy who's like, I'm already in a deficit and I'm craving food at night and I'm just, my energy's low and my workouts suck and my sleep's starting to get affected. Like you're probably in too low of a 
cal of a caloric state. Yeah. So now to get us to those maintenance calories that you need to be in, we need to take our time because if you need to increase your calories, I'm going to make this number up. It's very common. I see a lot of women who have to increase it by a thousand. And I'm like, they're at 1,200 calories. You need to get to 20. But won't they gain weight? And that psychological piece will be. They could if they do it too quickly. But if you do it slowly and you allow your body to adjust and adapt, the, the weight gain can be minimal to nothing. I've actually seen people lose weight. I've seen people lose weight from increasing calories. Really? Yeah, I, I, know could bring, I could bring a dozen nutritionists on right now for you to interview and they will say the same thing. I've seen it happen. So what's happened with me before, yeah. I'm using myself as an example only, but um, you know, when I try to do only weight training, cause that's what I was told many times by people who are much better than much smarter than I am in this, uh, only weight train, don't do cardio, only do heavy weight to change your body. And I took out the cardio and they, they incorporated more sweet potato, more carbohydrates. The scale was getting higher and higher and higher. And psychologically I was freaking out like most people do. And then you go right, you revert right back. Like you're like, forget that. I'm way back to my old ways. You're, I, I've, I put um, during, what was it? Hockey season last year, two years ago, I went for a DEXA scan before hockey. Yeah. And then I was playing like five days a week. Yeah. And I'm, I put on body fat. Actually, you did? Yeah, I put on like a pound of body fat. It's DEXA. Like it could, may not be 100%. accurate. 100%. But, but like. Because you're doing so much cardio. But, like the, but, the, but the trend was moving in that way of, of like me losing muscle and me putting on fat. Right. So that was, so did my diet change? Like I probably should have increased the calories more. I probably wasn't getting enough calories in. I was still weight training. I was still eating clean. I wasn't drinking alcohol. I was doing all these things that were good. But because I was in that deficit, my body yeah. couldn't maintain that muscle. See, there's so many, like, it, it, it becomes like an exact science in a way. It's not, it's unfortunate because, and you're right, like you want an exact answer, but that's why we're in the situation we're in, <laughs> where know. everyone's putting out programs, I know. everyone's putting out content and books. And they want, everyone wants a magic pill, like just do this. Like what's your, what's your take on Ozempic? Do you know what that is? No. You don't know what Ozempic no, is? No, I don't. I don't or Wargovi? No, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. It's a diabetic uh, medication that's a shot that has become like Oh, wait, I, I read Hollywood about this with all, with all the crazy side effects. Like, like, isn't there like liver cancer? And, no, and, no, and I don't know if it's liver cancer. Pancreatic cancer. There's some crazy stuff with it or um, no? I think don't quote me on that. I don't want to get no, sued. No, 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 no. <laughs> I think, no, no, there's a lot of side effects. Like there's could be like, so what it is basically is that all these people in like Hollywood or people who are in a higher socioeconomic bracket because right. it's expensive, take this shot. It's called Ozempic or Wagovi, depending on um, the brand, but it's the same medication. It's just whatever. Um, and it's being used as weight loss. Mm -hmm. So people take a shot once a week and it's like the results have been extraordinary. However, the side effects are pretty bad and pretty extreme just in terms of just like daily, like in terms of you could be super constipated or diarrhea or you're not, you're nauseous the whole time. You're nauseous for 24 hours no, straight and people are doing it. Like it's become like a, it's become like a, like a craze. You haven't heard about this? No, I, I have heard about oh, it. I just haven't heard. I didn't know that was the name. And I thought that was, if it's the same one that we're talking about, I thought they were much bigger um, no, there's probably lots of other, like, yeah. it's like, it could be like, may, you know, may be cancerous, may cause a tumor here yeah, or there. I, I don't, I, don't re I just don't remember where it was. Like, was it liver? Was it this? Was it that? I don't remember where, but uh, what I'm saying is there are a ton of side effects. People who are not diabetic, who should not be on the medication are now taking it by the drove. Like I'm talking like 
literally like every second person that you meet here. I know zero. Doing it. I know zero to nothing about things like performance enhancing substances or even drugs that you're talking about because it's just it doesn't need to be my wheelhouse. I just don't. It just shouldn't don't, be your wheelhouse. No, but it, it, it's it's not something. I'm not the expert on it. I'll never be the expert on it. It's not. I'm not the person to talk. Like they need to go to a, a functional medicine doctor or someone who understands. Like yeah. a, like like a Dr. Gabrielle. Now, my problem with all that, the people in this industry who become great at this. When I say great at it, I don't mean as a coach. I mean like finding health and wellness. Mm -hmm. They start falling in love with a process. They start falling in love with a feeling. Training for you. It's a, it's about a result, but it's really more about the second you do that last set or that last second you get off and you're running up to have your, <laughs> yeah, it didn't sound good. Very, literally, right? Um, you're getting off the modality, call it what you want. And you're going to either the shower to make some food. See this? She's all jokes. Um, that was actually really funny. So that's hilarious. You keep it in. Why not? Right? That was so funny the way you said it. Okay. No, when you're when you're when, when you're getting, getting off from off, doing when you're right? getting off from, from doing, doing what you're what you're doing. Whatever exactly. That is. <laughs> exactly. Like that's why you come back though. But that's why you end up. By coming. the way, this reminds me of like I would watch Family Guy. Oh my I'm god, that a, show! I can't okay, even. I but I'm it. such a I'm such a like I'm so immature. Like I'd watch it and he and like you know he'd be like you know. You said, what was it? Like you said, what's that stupid thing? Like, um, do you ever watch it when it's like the, 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 the man, like, you said doo-doo, whatever. Like, what was that? Like, st stupid. <laughs> Neither one of you is helping me out here. You have no idea what I'm talking about? No, I was thinking of Beavis and Butthead. I was watching something on Beavis and Butthead the other day. Like it popped up and they said something and I just started laughing. See, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying like immature, like, like immature silly little. Beavis's father was in the Navy. He was a seaman. Oh, see, just I laughing. laugh at that. <laughs> like, I, just, I just started dying for some reason. I was like, this is hysterical. I would laugh too. Yeah, no, we know That's, she finds it funny. I find it hilarious. <laughs> That's my point. Like, like that is my it. point. Or is it Simpsons? Like you say doo-doo. I don't know. Whatever. The point I is it. I laugh at dumb stuff all the time. Continue. I'm sorry. Continue I didn't mean, with what? I didn't with mean, the getting off portion? Or with the, or with the <laughs> I still don't know where we were at. I'm completely lost When now. I got off my modality. When you got off, your, you when you got off the machine. What machine? Uh, yes. Wait, I know what you're trying to say. I do it for the reason of like the feeling, feeling yeah. afterwards. Like that, But my point earlier when I was saying that, even when I'm the most tired, I have this thing I always say, like, do it even when you don't want to. Mm. It's because, like, even if I'm, I'm, like, sick of it already. I'm sick of working out. I'm tired of it. More because I'm bored most of the time because mm. I'm doing a lot of the same things over and over again for so many years. But I still force myself because it's part of my daily ritual. Right. And I know the feeling. I'm, I'm doing it to chase the feeling I know I'm going to feel right. afterwards. Right. And... It does clear my head and make me, it's the cognitive benefit of right. it all, right? Uh -huh. So I'm not, so yes. So this that's becomes my point. part of your survival. Now, yes, a lot part of part of my survival. Now, a lot of people out there, they, they want to have that feeling and they don't because they think they got to jump in and do what you're doing. Yeah. My, my thing is like, all right, well, if you get bored at 20 minutes and do 15 minute workouts, like it's just, there's benefit to that. And there's benefit to someone getting in there and breaking a sweat and building some confidence. And then guess what? 
friends start running into them. Oh my God, you look different. You yes. look better. Oh, I'm feeling better. And then you start relating it with that becomes success. I call them NSVs, non-scale victories. Yeah. And I love, like I promote non-scale victories. Like what are the things that we can do that get you more attracted to this process, to this feeling? And as soon as we get that, then we own it. It's like, as soon as you get that feeling, you're like, oh wow, I, I really feel good doing this. Then this becomes easy. But when this totally. feels like a job and you're like, this sucks, this is boring then as a coach, I got to do a better job in writing a program. Like yeah. it's, I got to create something else. Well, that's the thing. And also like, people just get stuck in ruts, right? Mm -hmm. And plateaus. What do you do when you plateau? Do you plateau then or? Oh, sure. Okay, there, so there, there, there are times I plateau. Um, what do I normally like to do? Um, it might be at the time. I normally plateau when I've been doing a program for a while. Maybe that's the sign that it's time to get on a new program. Right. So I'll have a friend create something or I'll create something that I'm really excited about. Or it'll be a new focus. I'll start that the following Monday. I might take a day or two off. I might go out and I might have some fun food or, you know, just re relax. Mix it up. Yeah, mix it up a little bit. Just let, let my hair down, clear my head a little bit. And and um, that's important. Even the holiday week, like we're coming up on the holidays right now. Like I would, I'm going away snowboarding with the kids. Like I can lift, like I might force myself to take off because it would be really good for my body. Yeah. It'd be really good for me that following money to come back, start my new program, have my nutrition, all my food set up, daily dose of deliver my food. Like Then I dive into it Monday and I'm sharp and I feel good. Nice plug. It's nice, right? Yeah. You're very, getting the food. Yeah, like I, said, massaging I know. In there. Very good. Very good. kind of integrated. Really, yeah. it was so Doesn't smooth. Doesn't like the sound salesy. No, no, super smooth. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. I saw that notice it uh, so basically for regular people not you who's uh on sure. covers of magazines when they plateau the best way to kind of is just go get hammered go <laughs> eat some in and out burger you know whatever have a, have a have a bender just but honestly like but oh, but it's I'm that saying, simple it's that simple I'm, no, sometimes. I'm actually telling i'm actually yeah. not even being funny i'm like go sometimes the best thing to do is take a week off and just say, screw it and do whatever. I want you to take, take the weekend. If you're one of these people that are really meticulous about all this stuff, yeah. like turn around the weekend, like go out and eat, go out and go out and party one night, like go have a good time. Like, sometimes, your head down. Because sometimes you plateau because you're doing the same thing over and over and yeah, over again. Like you're eating, you're yeah. eating the same thing. You're going to say something about me eating the same thing over and over again. Yeah. I think, we, say? I think, you know, our bodies can develop food sensitivities. That's what's and, happened to me. I'm right. now allergic to eggs. Right. That's I was the first thing I was about to say. Most people are like, you'll see that with a lot of bodybuilders because they eat so many eggs that you build a food. So food, food sensitivities and food intolerances are two totally different yeah. things. So sensitivities we can develop. Right. So you can develop a sensitivity, I think, to anything with a protein in it. I think said if it has can a protein. Can you really? Yeah, yeah, I think so. So like any type of, yeah. So eggs would make total sense. So yeah, give yourself a break from eggs for a month or two, if you can. No, I've been doing it for a few months. So so you could Have you tried re-implementing them now? Yes. How, did it work? But I, by the way, I didn't even know I was even You're allergic to the, the question. Uh, no, it did, it did work. It did work. I mean, I don't know if it worked or not because my point was, I didn't know I was sensitive to them. I didn't know I was allergic to them. I went to get my blood tested or uh, like all those. Were those, you having any reaction to it? No. I mean, I just went to get my blood tested to see what my whole, all my baselines were. Do you feel any difference from being off of them? No. So I wouldn't even know. I wouldn't even. That's I wouldn't what even, I'm saying. Do I listen to this guy? I wouldn't. I wouldn't. The only way, like if I'm waking up every day and having eggs and then like five minutes later, I'm like, <clears throat> and I'm like clearing my throat. I wasn't like, doing then that. Then there's an issue. But like, if you feel great and then you get off of it, like, I don't really, what type of test is he giving you? Like, I don't know. Is it blood? Is it an ALCAT test? Like, I don't know. A blood test. But my point is this could happen if, because a lot of people say that you should be mixing up the food you're eating also you so should. your body doesn't get acclimated to that as well. well. So important. if you eat too clean, 
too often or all the time. I think if you eat a lot of the same stuff all the time, and I do find if I eat really super clean all the time, like my body starts going flat. Yeah. You ever hear that term? You'd like, you lose that muscle fullness. You lose that like yeah. muscle pump that a lot of us get when we train. So yeah, that's normally the time where I'd like a boost day or a, a refeed day or some people. What does that mean? A boost well, day? Well, a boost or... and a refeed day are just a really fancy way of saying like it's a clean cheat. So if you were to just like skyrocket your carbohydrates, but not really eat anything crappy, Eat a ton of fruit. Eat like bowls of oatmeal or a lot of jasmine rice. A, a way That's to fine. get your I, I'll do that get anyway. your carbs up, 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 like way higher than they normally are. We call that a boot, a, a boost. A cheat is like cheats, like when you just go off and you eat. Do you believe in cheat days? Then I do. I do. I think it's important. So what I believe, if this is more of a dynamic conversation, I like to hear this. is that some people, depending on the person, this is more of an answer I thought you were going to say. It depends on the person. Someone like me who is an extremist, um, if I cheat one day, then I'm off the I'm off the you know rails for that that day is going to be a week. Some people, depending on the person's personality, mm -hmm. right? Maybe have a cheat meal, not yeah. just a cheat day, or like yeah, that, right? that I, I'm more. I don't. If you need a more cheat often. day, if you need a cheat day, take a cheat day. And what, I mean. When would I ever say it's okay? If someone's like been dieting really well, I can't call I it dieting. Like if all these things are falling into place and they just feel like they're like, oh, I'm going away or I'm doing this. I'm like, yeah, go have a good time. But if you're going to wake up from that, you're going to feel like crap every Monday from doing a cheat day, then you're overdoing it. 100%. I don't, I don't, I am not worried about one day of eating. I'm not worried of one night of eating. We're not going to put on body fat from that. I'm more worried about, it's like with alcohol. I'm more worried about what that's doing to your sleep quality. Do, do you drink? Once in a while. Yeah. I don't drink. I think that's like a real killer. Like in it's terms of, yeah. I like a good beer. So like when my wife and I go snowboarding with the kids, like we'll sit around the fire and we'll have like an IPA or something like that. That's cool. Like yeah. that I'm fine but with. But that's it. like, again, you're doing it like very sporadically. Yeah, it's no. like, okay. Um, I got to wrap this up actually, because I have to go, but can we do this again? Cause sure. I, it's like right at the three thirty mark. Uh, can you tell us and tell people how to find you and where to find you and if they want more information on fitness wow, superheroes? Nice I'll take it. Thank yes, you very much. You, you could take it. Don Saladino. Just go to my Instagram or donsaladino.com. If you have any questions, shoot me a DM. I'll get back to you eventually. He, so. he also has uh, a food sup, uh, a food yeah. delivery called Daily Dose. Daily Dose. Yeah, I got a meal plan up there. If you guys get any questions, fire it off to me. Yeah, he is a wealth of knowledge and very and, and also just very nice and very sweet. I had fun connecting with you. I felt like we could have sat here for hours. I could actually, I can keep on going, but I just looked at your watch and it says the time. You, you got somewhere you got to be. So I have a, I have a, yeah, I have so a let's, podcast. Let's do it again some other time. Okay, we're going to do this again. Bye, everyone. Habits and hustle, time to get it rolling. Stay up on the grind, don't stop, keep it going. Habits and hustle from nothing into something. All out, hosted by Jennifer Cohen. Visionaries, tune in, you can get to know them. Be inspired, this is your moment. Excuses, we ain't having that. The Habits and Hustle podcast, powered by Habit Nest. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. 
I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously, which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you wanna learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.